Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Thursday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well. Uh, I mean, I'm... A nice day. A little. It's uh, not as cool as it's been the last few days. A little, a uh, little overcast. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get some rain here as the weather warms up a little bit. But uh, hopefully, everything cleared up in time for Christmas Day on Monday. And uh, you, you may have heard Jacob talking about it at the end of his show. This is the penultimate show of 2023 here for the drive. Uh, the the management. Uh, has in 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 their uh, with their kindness has has said take the next week off. So Monday, obviously, we'll be off for Christmas. We're off the rest of the week, and we'll be off New Year's Day. So after tomorrow's show, we won't be back until January second. Now, um, yes, some of us uh, will be heading up to to Nashville for the bowl game on the thirtieth. We'll talk about that a good bit. Uh, well, we'll get into that, I guess, uh, as much as we can here over the next two days. We can continue looking at signing the signing period, the early signing period, which Auburn added another player last night. Uh, you'll recall Spectre called in and was concerned about offensive line. Auburn added a, a very uh, highly sought-after offensive lineman last night in favor, Edwin, uh, who is a native of Nigeria. This is his first full year of playing football. Uh, 6'6", 300-plus pounder, very athletic, uh, had played some basketball and soccer. Sound, sound sort of familiar? It sounds like Prince Tega from a few years ago. But, I mean, he is a player that, that Florida really, really wanted. Alabama was really pushing for and looking to sign yesterday. But Auburn got his commitment and signature last night. So that adds another young offensive lineman. He has the um, characteristics of a left tackle. He's, he's a guy with uh, very good hips, very good feet, um, has very strong uh, upper body. I mean, he, he's what you like to work with there at that left tackle spot. Now, he's a guy that's raw. He's going to take... It's going to take some developing, but it's good to have someone like that learning as you, uh, you know, as you prepare for the future. So we, we'll uh, add him to the list of signees from yesterday. And Auburn still standing, I believe, at number seven when you look at the national rankings there. Um, welcome in, everybody. Bill, it is Don Dunn for day three, third day in a row, has decided he can put up with this mess and has come back into the studio. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it is it is definitely our pleasure. And, and I, don't, I don't know uh, how many folks have said they really enjoy hearing you. 
and uh, they're 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 glad that they're glad that you've been able to spend a little bit of time with us. So we really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys, and I really enjoy it. it it's good, and uh, uh, gives me something to do in my old age. <laughs> oh, don't don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. I mean, we won't get we won't get into age or anything like that. Uh, um, wanted to, all right, we've got a full show for you today. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer going to check in with us, uh, at, at some point, uh, here this hour, we will, we'll hear from Justin in hour number two, one more visit with David Pascal from the Chattanooga times free press, who is wrapping up right now. He is in his final hour of his show press row on ESPN Chattanooga. And then at five 30, We'll check in with uh, Dylan Cardwell, our weekly Tiger Take. So we've got a lot of guests. We'd love to hear from you. And I thought we'd have a little fun today. If you heard now, if you heard uh, the the in the midday on the uh, Max Roundtable, Doug was doing Christmas Vacation trivia. And now, yeah, that is one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite movies. We have a Christmas Vacation ornament that we hang <laughs> on the tree every year. Uh, but but I thought we'd do some things that we've done in the past, but I'm going to combine a few. Uh, love to get your thoughts. I mean, if you want to talk anything sports-wise, that's absolutely fine. But otherwise, since we are here in the Christmas season, I would love to relive, and this has been so much fun as we've done it through the years, your favorite or maybe your least favorite Christmas present. Now, they can be sports-related. It's even better if they're sports-related. But if not, I mean, you know, if you were, if you really had given those hints, like in the Christmas story that you wanted that Red Ryder BB gun and, and, you, got, and you got that, you know, unfitting sweater or something like that, I, you know, I, I can relate to those. But uh, your, your favorite, least favorite Christmas presents from any age. But then I also would like your favorite, and if you'd like, your least favorite Christmas movie and Christmas song. So if you just want to give us, oh, here's my favorite Christmas movie, here's my favorite Christmas song, and this was my favorite Christmas present. But a lot of times, some of those other ones, it could be a movie that you go, are you serious? That thing's back on again. (laughs) Or a song, and you just immediately are going to punch it to something else. Or those memories of that, that present. So just some... Some uh, favorite and and some some of the best and not the best Christmas memories, if you will. And Don, you were, you were you were giving me a couple before we before we came on the air. I, I I think everyone would love to hear love to hear your stories about bowl games around Christmas time. Yeah, you know the old saying, uh, uh, "I'll be home for Christmas." Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a coach, you do not want to be home for. Christmas because that means you probably didn't get to go to a bowl game. Only if you're home for Christmas and then you're about to go <laughs> yeah, right. on your bowl trip. Right. It's uh, a real quick story. When I was at Ole Miss, uh, we hadn't been to a bowl in years and we'd been on probation when, when Coach Tuberville took the job. So uh, I think it was our third or third year we make the Motor City Bowl, which I think that was the first year of it up in Detroit. Yep. In December over Christmas. At least it was indoors. Yes, it was in the old Ford uh, Stadium. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it was called. Uh, anyway, long story short, we play the game. We get to the hotel. It's like a Holiday Inn Express. And, te- and, and this is 
Christmas, I think Christmas Eve, Eve okay. or Christmas Day, one or the other. We weren't coming back till afterwards. Okay. We played the game. We played Randy Moss and Pennington, two great ones, and we oh, lucked yeah. out and beat them. First play, Moss went like 90 on us, ran by us like a, a, a scalded dog. But anyway, we got all the kids back, and they're in the little swimming pool inside, indoors. It's snowing. It's cold. We don't have any food. The restaurants had closed. A lot of the players had gone home with their families already. They'd been dismissed, uh-huh. but the staff had to stay. So we're feeding our kids out of the vending machines. They're having a ball. They got a hot tub. They got a pool. The adults, we're sitting around saying, what in the world is going on? It's like you're spending Christmas in an, <laughs> basically in a shutdown Town. hotel. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we didn't have anything to eat or drink, or it, it was, but at least we won the game. Imagine if we'd have lost. Now go ahead. You you've got to go ahead and now it, I, I would think the uh, you know the, the time has passed where where you wouldn't be responsible for this. But you said uh, that you guys found a way in. Yes, we found a way into the hospitality room, which in most bowl games for the staff and 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 uh, the adults and some boosters and stuff and right the travel party, not the players ever, of course. They have a hospitality room with you know wine and beer and cocktails and food. Well, they shut that down, too. So we had a couple of uh, very smart graduate assistants who found a way to get in. So we got into the hospitality room, and we enjoyed ourselves <laughs> with peanuts and hot beer and whatever. So it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what happened when when the folks that were in charge of that got back in there and went, hey, I don't think they I ever... thought we had more than this. <laughs> yeah, probably wanted to keep it for the next year, but... Uh, I don't think they ever came back to check it. They were at home enjoying Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. You guys, by the time y'all got out of town, somebody got back, and there's probably somebody that uh, was responsible and uh, wondered about the missing inventory. Yeah, the hospitality guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that was funny. Yeah, that's great. We, we'd love to hear from you. Again, we're just getting underway here on the Thursday edition of The Drive. Anything that you want to talk about sports-wise, but would love some of those um, memories like that. I mean, I mentioned, you know, uh, presence, music, movies, but just some some favorite or, or oh, man, uh, you know, that sounded like, that story sounded like it could be something from a movie, yeah, no. Um, well, and what was the? Go ahead, go ahead with the other. Uh, one. The other the one you other were telling was, me we was were, the, the uh, first. This was later when you're at Western Kentucky, right? Yes, a uh, couple of years ago, we played in the first Bahamas Bowl, which was now uh, that sounds great, uh, a great bowl. The field was not regulation; it was short, about about three feet on one corner of the end zone. Oh, and if you remember that game, we played Central Michigan. We had a big lead. And they came back, and they had a chance to tie it or beat us on a two-point play. And luckily, it was in that corner where the field was short, and they oh. didn't make it. Oh, so man. we won. Okay, we leave, go to the airport. We're flying from the Bahamas on Christmas Eve night, afternoon. Should have been home by you know decent time. We get to the airport, and the one guy who had a key to the gate to let the buses and the equipment truck in had already gone home for Christmas. So they had to find him in the Bahamas. So we're sitting there, both teams now. I said both teams. Both See, teams. Now that really, that to me, that sounds like the makings. You need to write this. You need to uh, come up, get Dan to help right. you with the screenplay right. and, and write, write this. Because this sounds like a great, this sounds like yeah. a hilarious movie. So, so we got the trophy up on the, uh, up on the ticket counter. 
We got one of our coaches is playing Christmas music on his phone, and we are miserable. So we finally get out of there, fly back to Nashville. Probably got in about 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Don and I got in our car, drove from Bowling Green back to Auburn because my son was still here in college. And you got here what about mid morning? No, or something? we got here about yeah about eight o'clock in the yeah. morning. Wow. Been up all day, all night, and we're thinking, well, we'll get some rest. You know, Jonathan will be in bed, and and Betty's uh, Donna's sister Betty had come down from Chattanooga. Well, they're up waiting, wanting to open presents. Oh sure. So our day was shot, but it was fun, and again we won. It always helps when you win those things. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been even more miserable if you hadn't. I mean, yeah. I've never quite, you know, I've I felt like we pulled all nighters a few <laughs> times, and a lot of folks can relate to that. When you've got when you've got youngsters, oh. and you ever have to put things together, or oh man, that brings up some nightmares, yeah, uh, as well. But but yeah, so we're off to a fun start here on the Thursday edition of the Drive, and you can join us. By giving us a call on the Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar, 334-321-1390. You can text us on the Drive text box, which is presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They're also the sponsor of our podcast. And the number to text is 334-564-1840. We'll get to our first break. John will be up first when we come back here on the Thursday Drive. Yellowwood knows that a five-star bat- Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll-free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Coach Don Dunn got Drew at the controls one more day. Drew's last day. Uh, he is leaving tomorrow, taking off tomorrow, so it'll be Drew's last day of the year. And uh, tomorrow will be our last last day once again. Let's get to the uh, Drive hotline, and John gets us started. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon, y'all. I have an underrated Christmas movie for you, <laughs> and then I have a, a comment for Coach Don about something he said. Uh, underrated Christmas movie. You will not hear this in other Christmas lists. I like the movie in 96 that came out called Jingle All the Way that had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, Rita Wilson. That was a good movie. Really I just underrated. about forgotten about that. You don't see that one being shown on, I mean, when, when, when different networks are carrying uh, Christmas classics or Christmas movies. You're right. I, re- I remember it, but I bet I haven't seen it in 20 years. Good movie, good movie. <laughs> but uh, Coach, Coach Dunn, I had a comment for you though. Yes, sir. You were talking. You were talking about Ole Miss, and you know, a long time between bowl games. I lived in in Mississippi for a while, and I remember, you know, the kind of a uh, the pettiness that went back between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Ooh. And I apologize. This isn't uh, Christmas related, but it's always funny to me in a way. But there was a time, you know, Ole Miss uh, never won the West, and State fans had a lot of fun with that and a lot of fun with different things at Ole Miss. But college baseball, a lot of times, runs the the state there in the spring. And Ole Miss went years and years without making the College World Series, so much so that, and I don't know if either one of y'all heard this, but Mississippi State fans ran with the fact that they thought that's what Omaha stood for, which was Ole Miss ain't here again. (laughs) That's a good one. 
which I thought was great. So yeah. anyway, enjoy the show, y'all. Thank you. Thank you, John. Yeah, yeah, that's a big, big rivalry, Ole Miss and, and uh, Mississippi State. And you're right, there's no love lost. And we had, uh, I think we were 2-2 two and two versus those guys. And we beat them at their place twice, which is unheard of. That and means you lost at your place. Yes, twice. That, that series, I mean, it's funny. There's no question the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama is one. I mean, it, it it's right there at the top of any rivalry. Yeah. But things don't get chippy generally between the lines. We had I a- mean, fans are back and at it all the time and everything. But you just don't usually see any problems on the field. It's very hard to expect that you're going to see the Egg Bowl without some real chippiness. Yes, and uh, we had a big bench-clearing brawl before the game, if you remember remember. that. And uh, my neighbor, Greg Knox, got thrown up in the air, and (laughs) we we accused him of starting it, but he didn't. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, you're right. The Alabama – Auburn game, the Auburn-Alabama rivalry is the best, I think, in the world, and it is a class game most of the time. Very seldom do you see the players, you know, getting into it or pushing or cheap-shotting, and it's a a respect. I believe it's a mutual respect between uh, Auburn and Alabama. But Ole Miss and Mississippi State, that's a whole different ball game. Uh, Let's – okay, we do see it officially. I wanted to say something yesterday – when we were talking about the signing class, because when we were at practice, as we're walking out, Tanner Burns, the special teams coach, is there with Towns Magoo, the Auburn High, uh, I mean, excellent kicker from Auburn High, and Towns is decked out and all. I mean, he's got everything on is orange and blue. It's it is all Auburn. Mm-hmm. And he's like, everybody wants to know where Towns is. And he's taking <laughs> his picture and things like that. Uh, and Towns is just, you know, he's embarrassed, but he's he's beaming. So, I mean, there didn't seem to be much question as to what Towns was going to do. Ole Miss really, really wanted him. Tennessee, I know, really was interested in who wouldn't be in a young man that is just, I mean, he has as, as good a leg. He's as good a kicker as I've ever seen in high school. I mean, just automatic from, you know, between 50 and 60, it's like nothing. Um, well, he made it official today that he is uh, he is headed to Auburn. Good. So that is, that's another, I mean, it may not help your rankings or whatever, but I don't think you're going to find a better kicker anywhere than Towns McGoo. And some people would say, well, but, but Alec McPherson was, was just a redshirt freshman. Yes, but what that means is he is draft eligible after next year. And if he goes out and has another year like he did this year, and Auburn scores a few more touchdowns, it'll be noticed a little bit. But he didn't miss a kick this year, extra point or field goal. Yeah, that's a a plus like we were talking yesterday about the long snappers. You don't notice them until they miss a field goal or miss an extra point or make a bad snap. So, you know, always said special teams is, you know, such a huge part of the game so that that's a real plus you know I've listened on the radio a couple Friday nights and I I was shocked how far he was kicking field goals just casually I mean just sort of matter of fact so uh that that is a a great addition and yes he he'll he'll get his opportunity um before too long and that that is that is really good of course Alex's brother Evan is 
one of the better kickers in the NFL. Right. So, I mean, right. it's not like NFL scouts don't know anything about him. Oh, yeah. So That's true. Yeah, so that's another nice pickup for Auburn. And I see where uh, Trevon Reed tweeting out again, being close to being done. Good. So we will see what is uh, what is next. It may be another high school player. It may be someone through the transfer portal. The only high schooler that I know that Auburn still um, – really pushing for is Cohen Eccles, Mm -hmm. the uh, lineman from Texas, who everybody right now is projecting to LSU, but we'll find out, I think, tomorrow when he makes his decision on his birthday. 334-321-1390, that is the Drive Hotline presented by Skybar. And Jones is up next. Hey, Jones. Hey, Bill. Hey, Coach. Um, Coach, I'll tell you, with – and on the last several days coinciding you know with the national early signing day has been truly enlightening for me because I, I have not ever been involved in any kind of recruitment of any myself or my family and just to hear your stories and experiences it's just absolutely been wonderful to hear and you being an Auburn guy just makes it even more awesome my, my question is I understand that you're um you do some sort of a restaurant or something do you sell online so I can support you or do you have a cookbook you sell where we can support you coach well I appreciate that and that's country's barbecue I go in in the middle of the night and start the pit up and and make sure the meat's all ready for when they open but uh, you can they have a website and uh, I'm sure you could order online or just call the the store you know I'm I'm surprised that you guys uh, that, that used to have your barbecue contests and things like that didn't put together a book or maybe or maybe could get together and do something like that Don. yeah that would be that would be fun and you know it's been a hobby of mine I, like you know when you, when you coach you don't have a lot of time and I never was a golfer or really a, a hunter I mean I like golf I just was terrible never played it and I never really hunted much because it was always during football season. I do like the fish, but barbecue and cooking was kind of my hobby. But, yeah, we'd love to have you stop by or, or give them a call, and we'll take care of you, buddy, and I appreciate the comments. We'll do that. And, Coach, best of all, best to you. And stay in touch with the radio shows because you're just a breath of fresh air for us old geezers. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that, Jones. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. You're welcome, sir. Hey, don't, wor- don't worry about that. I mean, uh um, I, I, I will, I will drag him in here anytime I can. Dan's on the road so much, especially during basketball season. And, uh, I don't take, I don't take much time off, but, uh, we, we do have, we, we've got a little trip planned after my wife officially retires in January. And, uh, I've still got a little vacation time left at the university. So Dan will probably be, uh, trying to get you in. While while I'm gone for a few days as well, so yes, we love we love having Coach Dunn here. We love to have you join us. Give us you know anything you want to talk about sports wise. But here we are in the Christmas season, and I'd love to get some Christmas memories, some some that you're fond of, some that maybe things didn't work out so work out so well. I mean, that's probably why Christmas vacations one of the one of the favorites because a lot of times you got a bunch of family together and it's uh, it's it's not all you know candy canes and you know uh, all sweet. It's like uh, please just God let's get through this without anybody killing each other yeah. and then we can then we can yeah. move on. Don't so. bring up politics or religion oh, golly, or family really. or, or football. 
Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, it, it it can be it can be dangerous at times. So some favorite, uh, and if you'd like, uh, you know, or if you have least favorite, how about uh, you know anything Christmas related? But you know, I, I tossed out presents, songs, uh, movies. Is there? I mean, Christmas songs. I'm I have a very eclectic taste. And I'm not talking about that uh, town over yeah. around Montgomery. <laughs> I always thought that was such a cool name for right. for a town. But I mean, I'll go from anywhere from from the classics. I mean, from carols to pop to whatever. I mean, I like a lot of different ones. So it, it would really be tough for me to say my 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 all time favorite Christmas song. Um, I used to really like. I mean, this this will this will throw you back. Like Silver Bells mm-hmm. was was one that that I really liked among the 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 older right uh, songs. But there have been there have been some great ones. I like Kelly Clarkson's from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean Mariah's been there forever. Brenda Lee's at the top of the charts with "Rocking Around the Christmas Again, Tree." Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, and then there's some I can uh, I, I I can say that I've made it through this Christmas, and I don't think I've heard. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't heard that one in I a while. I haven't either. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I yeah. haven't heard the, uh, um, the 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 barking dogs with their jingle bells. Yeah, there's there's some the of those chipmunks. Yeah. Well, no, I like the chipmunks yeah. because I, because I was a kid. Yeah, I was a kid when that yeah. one came yeah. out. So uh, yeah. so yeah, we we like you know your additions to that. Some of the the favorites. If you've got a you know a Christmas playlist, what are some of the songs on there? What are some of the ones you'd leave off? What are the Christmas movies that you really are in when they're on? It's like oh let's let's watch it if you get a chance. Um, anything like that. But of course sports as well. We just got a uh, I just got a note from Dan that Justin Ferguson is going to be on tomorrow. So we're wide open until five o'clock. David Pascal joins us for a bit at the top of the hour. Dylan Cardwell with Tiger Takes at the bottom. And in the meantime, love for you to join in 334-321-1390 as we continue here with the Thursday Drive. 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon, 25 minutes away from 5 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, we just heard from uh, Justin Ferguson. He will be joining us tomorrow. I thought he was calling in, and I was going to go ahead and I still may do it tomorrow. I was going to ask him because I know Justin's a big movie guy, just mm-hmm. like uh, Dan is. I was going to go, okay, your your favorite or least favorite. All right, we've we've tossed these things out. I'm really wanting to hear from some folks. What is what is the the Christmas movie that you really, you know, really once once it's on, you can't help it. You're gonna you're gonna stop and and pay attention at least for a while. I would I feel like Don over the past few years that. That Elf has made its move, sort of up there for for a while until it seemed like you saw it twenty four hours a day for the entire Christmas season for a decade or so. A Christmas Story was was the one that you always it, you know it was always on and always on and ran and ran and ran and ran. Um, you know you 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 see 
uh, you, you always see It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's a great uh, one. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, my wife loves those, and she's been watching those crazy Hallmark uh, movies. Oh, my. I could write one. I'd tell her that. You know, all you got to do, you got to oh, find they're, it. They're so difficult to figure out. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to fall in love with somebody that's been gone or comes to oh, town. yeah. And they well, live They in, come back home. Yeah. Right, here from, we go. From New York. They've, 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 yeah, that's exactly right. They've yeah. gone off to the big city. They've made it big. They go home to the little small town. Yeah. There's the it's old flame. It's always snowing yeah, and beautiful right. and no crime. And just, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. They, they have the crazy names like Deer River and Elk Park and all kinds of nutty things. <laughs> Uh, so, but she loves them. Oh well, well, and and but she good, loves good, good for Donna. Yeah. There are plenty of them. But yes, and they start like, and they have in July too. I don't know if you know that they have oh, a I month know. of that in Christmas in July. And she, uh, but she loves the old traditional ones too now, and uh, White Christmas and oh yeah, all those great ones. Oh, absolutely. We we'd love to hear from you. Your favorite Christmas movie, song, gift. And then we can go to the other end of the spectrum as well. Anything, though, on your mind sports-wise? Again, updating in case um, in case you hadn't heard Towns Magoo making it official today. He is uh, going to stay here in town and um, be at Auburn. Uh, I'm not sure if he's uh, going to be an early enrollee or not. But, hey, there's not an awful lot that you have to coach with him. When you've got somebody that can, uh, you can put out there, and and he can kick a sixty yarder. <laughs> um, so that's that's a nice addition. And then last night, late Auburn picking up offensive lineman favor Edwin as the. It's funny he's just a three star, but that is because he's only played one year of football. But if Alabama and Florida really, really were pushing to try to get him, that tells me more than what the ranking on him is. That tells me what they feel his potential. Is. Yeah, did you say, Bill, he was also a soccer player? Yes, he'd well, been see, a soccer player and basketball like player. Like we talked yesterday, more than one sport, especially a sport where there's explosion, change of direction, speed, agility, that, that's a real plus. And he'll, he'll have great feet. Right. 334-321-1390. Let's get to the drive hotline presented by Skybar. And Terry gets us started. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill. Hey, Coach Dunn. How y'all doing today? How you doing, Terry? Doing great. Got a couple of Christmas things for you. The, uh, mine's a happy and a sad. The sad one is in. A, it's a kind of a cheesy movie, but it's called the, the Year Without a Santa Claus. I don't know if you'd consider it animation or what. But when the little girl sings "Blue Christmas," is it one of those claymation kind of things? Yeah. The okay, I, I, re- I, I vaguely remember that. Oh yeah, I'm, it gets to me every time. I have not seen that in a long, <laughs> long time. Either. It's wow. it's like you, like Don. You remember the the Rudolph and yep, yep. and yeah. And and Frosty, I think mm-hmm. there were a couple of yeah, those that were the same type. Clade, yeah, yeah. And then the funniest was around the dinner table on Christmas vacation when the lady stands up, asks her to say the blessing, and she says a pledge of allegiance. Yes. That kills me every time. And that lady, believe it or not, is the voice of olive oil on the Popeye cartoon. I did not know that. Wow. Yes, it is. Oh, that's sure. cool. Now, that that would have – did you use that one with Doug today? No, I didn't. I didn't call him. Oh, that, that would have been good because he was asking for people to stump him. On any uh, Christmas vacation trivia. You're right. That would have been a good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember that one, Terry. That's mm. good. Yeah, that, that's funny. She was hilarious. That, that, was, that's a, that for <laughs> me, is the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah, it was and great. There, 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 are just, there are so many that, I mean, it's still, every time yeah, it's, I see it, every time I see it I, I, yeah, I can't help but laugh. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. You, you too, too, Terry. Thank you. 
334-321-1390. And Spectre is up next. Hey, Spectre. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, you, you asked for an offensive lineman. You got one last night. Uh, who was that again? Uh, favor Edwin. Signed yeah, last night yes. about 1030. Right, right. Yeah, I was just tuning in. You uh, you brought up something about uh, McCoon's coming over to Auburn, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, it is strange that kickers don't get recognized at Rivals or any other ones that, uh, you know, I'm sure it's that way in, in other conferences, but in the SEC, the leading scorers are place kickers. Absolutely. And if you and, don't have a good kicker, it can really cost you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'd hate to see a team try to win, at least, well, seven games, if you will, Without a place kicker, mm-hmm. uh, you know they're very important, and but they're they're not recognized. You're right; they're not even recognized hardly, and and they're the leading scorers in, in the SEC. Matter of fact, uh, last time I checked, I think the top twenty-five, maybe thirty, are place kickers, and the first running back or was uh, I think Harris out of Alabama. Well, I mean, you think about it, and. Um, you know, no team is going to score a touchdown every time they get anywhere near the red zone. But if you've got a good enough kicker that can that can get you three points every time you get around the 35 or in, uh, there, there are opportunities for them to score. And then every touchdown, they should get one point. So, I mean, yes, you'd look, and through the years, it was very unusual that to see a non-place kicker lead the league in scoring. And sometimes... Uh, you'd see there'd be two separate lists. There'd be scores through kicking and then scores with touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't know who to ask or how to how to follow that up. Why rivals or any other? The, the well, I think business. one of the reasons is, is because uh, high school can kick with a T, and some kickers don't use the T. I don't believe Towns use the T. Um, so you don't really know how to compare. Some kickers, you don't know have they been going against teams that really can put pressure on. Is he a little slow getting the kickoff? Does he, you know, get the ball up quickly enough? Is he kicking off a tee? And it's really difficult to compare, I guess. Uh, that's, the only, I, that's the only thing I can imagine why they don't because it's, yeah, you, you can't say that kickers aren't important. Yeah. Well, Coach Dunn brought it up earlier about uh, have a long snapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we were talking about, you know, Auburn Auburn announced two long snappers yesterday and people go, "You're wasting scholarships." Uh no, you're not. Not if you not if you don't have guys that can do it well. That's right. You're so right, Bill. All right, uh that's all I had, but oh, my favorite uh Christmas movie is Die Hard. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that's one that people go, "Is it a Christmas movie?" Well, it's set at Christmas. <laughs> right. Yeah, so That's yeah, a good one. I'm, it is. I'm all right. See you guys. Appreciate it, Spectre. Hey, yes. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. You too, sir. 334-321-1390. And Becca is up next. Hey, Becca. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Good. Awesome. All right. So I got to tell you, uh, here in the Panhandle, we're still hearing all about the FSU issue. Oh, yeah. It's not going away. Well, t- wait till tomorrow. Wait till tomorrow. Everybody is now. In case folks don't know, they have called an emergency meeting of the board at Florida State, and because of the Florida Sunshine Laws, everybody's going to be able to access that. And 
You know, I mean, yeah. uh, people are wondering, is it all, I mean, there, there's been some speculation today. Are they, are they really thinking about maybe saying, all right, we're not going to show and play in the bowl game, or is this all about an exit plan from the ACC? Uh, if so, you know, what are the, what are the likelihood, the possibilities, how much would it cost them? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, it, it's actually been nuts. And um, working in the panhandle, it's literally all I hear all day, every day. So kind of interesting to listen to. And, of course, there's the other side of the story. You know, hey, it's going to go to 12, so that won't be an issue next year. Right. But, of course, the issue is it's not next year, it's, this year, yeah, well, it so, didn't make didn't make Auburn that, feel a whole lot better when the uh, when the playoffs were going to go to four when they were exa- three. Ex- ex- <laughs> exactly, it, absolutely. And so, as an Auburn fan, huge, you know, like totally get it. I actually told my coworkers, I'm, I'm going to get some FSU gear because <laughs> I absolutely get it. Um, However, also did want to weigh in on the Christmas movie, and sure. I agree with the last caller. It's Die Hard. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. I know. All right. You guys have a great Christmas. We love you guys. From the Panhandle, we listen every day. You guys know Mitch. He listens every day. Oh, yeah. All day. Oh, yeah. Every day. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've got to say there's soft spot for the panhandle myself growing up down there anyway, yeah. so just north of it. Yeah. So good hearing from you, Becca. Merry Christmas to y'all. Thank you. Merry Christmas, guys. You too. Right. We will get to our final break here of hour number one. Love for you to join in. Give us your, your favorite Christmas movie or song or gift that you remember. If there's one that was on the other end, it's like, nah. Then we'd love to hear that as well. Anything on your mind as we continue here on the Thursday Drive. This is Lee County Revenue Commissioner Olene Price. When we to be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final few minutes of hour number one here on this Thursday. Bill, Coach Don Dunn. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're having fun with some Christmas memories. Uh, Don had a couple of great great stories about Christmas bowl trips. I, I, I really do think that one should be a so – we, we got to think of a title, a working title for that Christmas movie about the trip to the Bahamas Bowl and not being able to get on the, get on the plane, get out to – to the uh, to the tarmac yeah, to the plane had one key and one gate and one guy had it and he was probably out celebrating. You know, it could be worse. You could have been in Detroit when that yeah, happened with no. Food. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. At least you were in the Bahamas. Yeah, and we had food. I mean, because when we went, um, when we went to the national championship, when we when we won the, the the championship, we flew back through. Was it? Cleveland. I think it was. No, it was Detroit, and it was snowing sideways. Yeah, yeah. And the plane. They were worried about being able to land because the the runway. They didn't know how cleared it was. We circled for a little longer. When we landed, we had like 15 minutes to get across to the other side of the airport with our bags, trying to run through yeah, the snow. Yeah. And we hadn't. We'd packed for. 
the wet. You know, we packed for, for warm Phoenix. weather. Yeah, we didn't pack for Detroit, <laughs> and we're like running. You know, looking like idiots, just running from one yeah. uh, part of the airport to the other through the snow. So I can see yeah. that would that would have been worse. But at least you're in the Bahamas there. Yeah, but yeah. If you've got some, um, you know, we'd, l- we'd like to hear that. I'm just just thinking this. I've never really done this one. But you're, if you've had any experience, anything like some of the things we're talking about are the Christmas vacation kinds of mm-hmm. things going on. But favorite and maybe the, the not-so-favorite uh, Christmas moments, songs, movies. We've had some, had some good ones here thus far, um, so we, we'd like to hear that from you as well. Auburn basketball back in action Tomorrow night against Alabama State, we'll talk to Dylan Cardwell at the bottom of the upcoming hour about that. Uh, Before we do that, though, we'll check in one more time um, this football season and this year with David Paschal at the top of the hour. David from the Chattanooga Times Free Press and ESPN Chattanooga will get his thoughts on, you know, signing day and the bowls, the big bowl games, because we will be off next week. Management has said that uh, we, we can take a few days, and people will go, boy, you guys got it easy. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say this is a tough job or anything by any means, although try to sit and talk for a couple of hours sometimes. Um, at times, uh, it, it, can, it, can, it can be more difficult than you would think. But, you know, remember, we were, uh, and, 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 I, and I felt we should be on, on Labor Day and Memorial Days and things like that, when especially when it's around when it's around football season, hate to um, you know not be on to be able to look back at games and things like that. So there have been a few days when the rest of the the rest of the station uh, would get a day off and we'd be on the air on the line would be on the air. So uh, so we're we're getting a few days all at once and can't say I mean. Can't say how much we appreciate that opportunity. So we will be off all of next week. Of course, Monday's Christmas, then we'll be off for the rest of the week, and we'll be back on January 2nd. So we'll be back after the bowl games and the playoff semifinals. So we'll talk with David about um, some the bowl games involving SEC teams and the national semifinals, which are coming up uh, next weekend as well. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll do that, but we'd also love to hear from you as we continue on. Let's see, again, um, the news today, um, and, and we talked about this a, a, a good little bit, but again, uh, Towns Magoo, the Auburn High School kicker, deciding he's going to stay here and uh, Ole Miss, uh, I know Tennessee had been interested earlier, but Ole Miss, there was a, uh, there, there was a tweet a couple of days ago from, uh, from Lane, uh, a little sarcastic tweet at Auburn. I think that's when Lane felt that Ole Miss was going to get Towns Magoo. Um, I'm wondering, wondering if, if Auburn Twitter has had uh, a response back to Lane. Lane, <laughs> that's one thing you, you, I enjoy seeing some of those things, but uh, I just wonder, you know, when's when's it when's it gonna enough's gonna be enough, Lane? I mean, he he has some fun and he loves digging at people, but uh, uh, sometimes I feel like 
uh, he's a little he's he's a little should be a little older than than yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. You know me, Bill. I'm old school and stuff, and uh, I think he's a good coach and a good recruiter. But let him win a championship, and maybe he can tweet a little more. Tell you what, they've got a they've got a chance to be really really good this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean their schedule is very favorable. And they have a lot of players coming back. Jackson Dart coming back. Quinshawn Judkins coming back. Um, you know, J.J. Pegues and a lot of the d- defensive guys coming back. And once again, um, Ole Miss has done a very good job of going out and bringing players in through the portal. Mm-hmm. You just wonder how sustainable that's going to be. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that again today that you and I discussed this last night. I, and, again, I think Coach Freeze is doing it the right way with the high school kids. I realize you have to have a couple from the portal. Sure. But I don't know how you can build a whole team almost every year from the portal. I don't know how you have, have any uh, team chemistry or anything like that. It's It's got to be tough. But he does a good job of it so well, far. Well, they have had enough players that had multiple years when they brought them in. Uh, but but I mean next year really appears to be if they're gonna they're gonna make a run, mm-hmm. it would be next year. And with the playoffs going to twelve teams, I think it would be a a big disappointment if they don't make it exactly next year. I agree. All right, we're halfway done here on the Thursday drive. We'll check in with David Pascal, and then later on Dylan Cardwell. But still time for you to join us as well here in hour number two of the Thursday drive. Is an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Thursday Drive on this uh, nice-looking Thursday evening. Bill, Coach Don Dunn here in the studio. Dan, uh, gone one more day. I believe they've got another game tonight. The Troy women win another game tonight. He should be back. I think they're getting back late this evening. So he'll be back in the studio tomorrow. Uh, that is if, uh, if, if, if Don hasn't taken his place permanently. <laughs> but, no, we've really appreciated um, Coach being in, in here in the studio, filling in while Dan's been gone. And, and we'll definitely um, – Definitely see if we can try to convince you to come back. Uh, and and even when even when all of us are here, it's it's great having your insight. And 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 as a caller said a while ago, I mean, it this is a very good time for us to be able to getting some insight about what it's like, not just from the folks that are watching or sometimes talking to uh, some of the players that have been recruited, but getting the coaches' perspective about you know recruiting and trying to. Uh, get the commitment and signatures of some of these young players. Yeah, I appreciate it, Bill. I've really enjoyed it. And and you're right. Uh, when you've been on the inside like I have for, I guess, almost 40-something years, you see a lot of things. And it takes a lot of people to, to, to get everything done. Like yesterday, it wasn't just the coaches, you know, like we talked. It's the administration, the team doctors, the trainers, the, the graduate assistants, the cafeteria workers, 
the caterers, everybody that oh, has yeah. to make that thing run. The hosts and hostesses. Hostess, oh, yeah, they, they, they are invaluable. <coughs> and uh, I remember we used to have the Tigerettes and the yep. Tiger Host, and they did such a great job for us. And they, you talk about somebody that loves Auburn, those kids that donate their time, and, and they spent more time with those kids and got to know them, and they did a great job for us recruiting. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, – now I got to hear a little bit of that because younger son was a Tiger host, so. right? Yeah, so that yeah. Was, that so was great. you 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 know the story, and they worked their tails off. Oh yes, it's like the band. They love it though. I know they absolutely. It's love like it. the band. They're out there in two days, just like we are in, in that hot sun. A lot of people forget that, so it takes everybody. Oh, absolutely. Bill, Coach Don Dunn here in the studio, and we will head to the drive hotline <clears throat> and welcome in. Our good friend from the Chattanooga Times Free Press and ESPN Chattanooga, and that is David Pascal. Hey, David, happy holidays. Happy holidays to y'all. Don, good to hear your voice again. Hope y'all are doing well. You too, David. Doing great. Don, do you remember going after Greg Smith, a guy from Tyner? You recruited him when he was at all. He was a big old defensive lineman. I think he had yes. to wind up going junior college, but he yes. was enormous. One of yes. the one of the legends in Auburn recruiting yes. because people kept wondering, where is Greg Smith? I remember that. <laughs> I forgot about that until you brought that up. That's true. I sure do. Wow. <laughs> And I remembered it as soon as I hung up last time. I was like, man, if I ever get the chance to talk to Don again, if he's on there again, I can ask him about Greg Smith because I remember calling you and you were nice enough to help me. I did a recruiting story on him. It just obviously it didn't work out for the yeah. kids. But yeah, I forgot about how uh, he was a huge human being, as they yes, say. Yes, he was. <laughs> so wide. Yes. I mean, he was like a block. I remember I did a home visit and he was sitting on the couch. I'm talking about the couch, the whole couch. <laughs> widest back of any person I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, you could so. you could have shown a drive-in movie on his back for sure. <laughs> Man, the stories I, I, I I'm uh, I've told Don he he's got some stories that uh, that somebody needs to help him write. I mean, <laughs> this just been some classic stuff uh, having him on, and and it's it's always you know even in even with nil and everything else. Signing day, and I know it's we've moved from the traditional February signing day to uh, to this short period in December, is never without drama, and yesterday was no exception. It wasn't, and you know, the, one of the harder schools to figure out was down in Florida. No I kidding, mean, because they wound up they wound up getting their two biggest commitments to sign last night. Yep, uh, but but if they had just signed in the morning. You probably wouldn't have had Gator fans everywhere screaming that the sky is falling. I mean, because they did have a tough day. I mean, they did, you know, a kid flips to Auburn, a kid flips to Miami. I mean, they, you know, they spent most of this recruiting cycle like third in the country uh, and wind up like 16th or whatever they on on the 247 team rankings. But, uh, yeah, it was just kind of – it seemed like part of yesterday – uh, from a panic standpoint, could have been averted if those kids had signed earlier. And then you've got the the Jordan Seaton kid from IMG Academy, the 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 five star tackle who you know committed to Colorado at the beginning of the month, but he hadn't signed anywhere. So you just have a couple of those that just you know you know Chattanooga had a kid from Macaulay. Yeah, there's a kid in Macaulay, a defensive end that signed with Tennessee. He had been committed for two years, and you know they, you can start 
fax uh, your, you know, or whatever you do now with your letters of intent, they open up at 7 a.m. and this kid has his at 7:01. <laughs> you know, so you have kids like that right. at one end of the spectrum, and then you have these others that just, you know, carry out the drama. Oh yeah, I mean Auburn fans were were nervous about Perry Thompson when uh, when when. When the word got out that the coaches weren't able to get hold of him, Walker White was was saying yesterday that Auburn coaches had asked him to get in touch with him, and he couldn't get in touch with him. So you start thinking, oh no, is he gonna is he gonna flip back? And then he had he had one of those dramatic moments where he picked up the Auburn cap, put it down, got the Alabama cap, got it on top of his head, and put it down before he showed the Auburn jersey. So uh, you know, uh, good good for them. I mean, it's it's uh, it it definitely makes for the drama, but. Uh, but once again, when the dust settles, it the SEC just dominates. I mean, you look, and uh, last time I looked, there were 13 SEC teams in the top 24 in recruiting. Yeah, I mean, you look at, of course, Ole Miss has done such an incredible job through the portal. Right. But, I mean, yeah, you look at schools like Ole Miss and South Carolina that are down, and I don't know where they are, but they're kind of in that 19 to 22 range, which means they're, you know, 11th or 12th in the league or whatever the case may be. And, yeah, it has been like this for a long time. I, I guess my, my, my deal with uh, this, and this isn't a poo-poo on any specific class, I've just always had the theory that if, if you're in the top three or four, I think the difference in the top two or three or four classes between, like, seven or eight can be different in seven or eight and 24 and 25. I mean, it's just when you are the Georgias and the Ohio States and the Alabamas and you're getting what they're getting every year, that's just tough. And, I mean, I think it's fantastic for Auburn that they're seventh. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, Hugh Freeze is like, hey, top ten, now you got to focus on top five. Yep. Because, I mean, you know, you know there, there's certainly flaws and, and recruit recruiting will always have their busts and the hits and misses, uh, but, I mean, when you're talking about the, the national championships that Alabama and Georgia have combined for and how it seems like either one of those teams is, is number one in the final rankings, you know it's uh, you can only poo-poo recruiting so much. Yeah, well, the more blue chippers you have, the uh, more mistakes you can afford to have made. I mean, because you're right, some of those guys are going to be busts, but they're not all going to be. And if you have if you have more of the bigger, faster, stronger guys, uh, that that's going to make coaching them a lot easier. And I think what you're starting to see now that's kind of scary, even for the coaches who have been doing it better than anybody. You take a look at Georgia; they lose a Nylon Green and a Marvin Jones Jr., a couple of five-star kids from yep. a couple of years ago. Who you know, I I love going back once it, once all the classes are signed and all that stuff. I love listening to folks like you and and Nick and Kirby and and Heupel up the road. Even the coach that we had at UTC, they all have different perspectives that I love. And and you know. Kirby was bringing up the fact that he's like, look, the portal is a good thing and should never be viewed as a negative. He's like, if you're three years into your career and, and you're not playing, you know, you should look around and it's okay. It's just now you're starting to see so many kids after one year, yes. not even, you know, just all of a sudden bailing is like, that's where it becomes so alarming. And, and I know these coaches make tons of money and it's hard to shed tears for folks with annual salaries of $10 million. But I mean, Bill, you know this, Don, you know this, it's so different now that there's really not a starting line and a finish line 
with this early signing period mm-hmm. and this portal because even though yesterday was the, the signing window and when it opened, th- these kids can still go in the portal from now until early January. So, I mean, your, your roster management is truly a year-round deal. It's just become such a headache that these coaches hardly have any downtime anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Uh, you know, in the old days, after signing day, we had a couple days off. Coach Tuberville, when we were at Ole Miss, we we would go as a staff out to dinner or something like that, and then we'd be off Thursday and Friday. Now you're probably back on the phone immediately right after you get the the uh, paperwork in from the kids from this year. It's I don't something has to be done. I don't I don't see how it can continue. You you're gonna have a lot of more burnout, I think, by the coaches. And David, one of the things I was gonna say, one of the things that I've heard. Uh, more coaches talking about is, uh, and I, I don't know how this uh, how this would come about, but I, I think there are an awful lot of coaches that wouldn't mind seeing there be sort of a two year deal when you sign that that a player couldn't transfer freely until after two years in a program because many times a player comes in and they need to redshirt or they need to learn the system and um, start being ready to play. And if they don't play that first year, it's it's a shame that they can, you know, go ahead and just hop to somewhere else. And it may not be to their own benefit by doing so because they haven't really gone through and, and learned what it takes to move on up and be, a, be an every, every down player. Yeah, and you've got the deal now where, of course, now, you know, they, they've kind of freed things up for two-time transfers, right. but you just think within the league, I mean, you've got – uh, you've had so many people now that have that have uh, wound up at either Ole Miss or Arkansas, and and I guess Kentucky for that matter. Mm-hmm. When you think of Jamon Dumas Johnson and Brock Vandegrift, but like you think about a situation at Arkansas, uh, they've got Janico Slaughter, the former Tennessee corner. They've got Addison Nichols, who was a four-star lineman uh, that played just a couple of years at Tennessee, didn't play much, and and he's at Arkansas. Xavier Sori, a Georgia linebacker, he's gone to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know. I like Sam Pittman, and I hope Sam Pittman works. But I mean, he may be—he may start twenty-four on the hottest seat in the league, and and you've just got these situations where guys go to a school, and then and then they may be looking somewhere else because it's a—it's a—it's not the coaches they thought they'd be with after twelve months. Yeah, it, it is crazy just just looking at this and the um, the the inability really to keep up with rosters. I mean, as fans, I mean, I really I really feel for the coaches. Uh, not knowing who they, you know, who's still going to be here, where they're going to reach to get the next one in, while they're trying to recruit and do everything else that they have to do. David, uh, we're we're off next week, so I wanted to get some uh, some thoughts from you early. This is uh, our last chance with you before SEC teams jump into bowl action uh, next Wednesday. Is I guess it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. With uh, with A and M at uh, against Oklahoma State in the uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl, what are the of the of the non playoff and the Big Six bowls? Um, which which of the bowl games most intrigue you, most interest you? <laughs> oh goodness! You or do any again? Another <laughs> another question that has kind of a fluid situation. Oh yeah! To it. I mean, you know, uh, I actually took our two boys up to the. Uh, Auburn Purdue game. I guess what after eighteen, and, and you know, that was fifty six to seven. Take them again, then, if you haven't taken them since then. Yeah. Auburn, Auburn would love to have you there in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you've got 
got, uh, you know, two of his younger brothers not going to play for yeah. Maryland. And, you know, I, I thought when they announced the playoffs, I think both playoff matchups are fine. Um, but one of the things I really liked about it is that the two teams that, could, that had the biggest arguments about being left out were going to play each other. Sure. And so in the Orange Bowl with Georgia and Florida State, and, and if you go back to early December when that matchup was announced, you're like, well, at least they're going to be playing each other. Well, now look what's happened since. I mean, you know, FSU's had at least half a dozen starters opt out of that game. You know, you know Jordan Travis isn't coming back. I mean, that game could be absolutely dreadful. And, it, you know, and it won't prove a thing. If, no. I mean, if Georgia beats them 38-3, I mean, it, it's not going to be one of those things saying, see, FSU shouldn't have been there. It's a, it's a skeleton of FSU's team that's going to show up down in Miami Gardens. So I'm disappointed that that one kind of died on the vine. Um, but as far as I'll tell you one, they announced it. Gary Stoken announced it as a sellout today. I mean, Ole Miss, Penn State, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a noon game the same day Auburn plays. And so, um, you know, I kind of like the game on the on the 30th even though even though you've had the opt-outs the fact that you've got the peach you've got the music city and you've got the orange on the same day that's not bad and then if you kick over to the first i mean you in addition to the two playoff games i'll be down in orlando at the citrus and I, i'm not expecting much of a aesthetically pleasing game i mean we talked about it the last time it was the three oh, of us on i mean no. the fact that you could the iowa 10 win team that averages 238 yards a game <laughs> i really think tennessee's going to fall victim to this kind of 13 to 9 really ugly kind of game that somebody's going to win but i don't think you know last year i'd have all sorts of confidence in that tennessee offense being able to snap out of that because tennessee moved the ball on everybody last year mm-hmm. uh, but this year's offense i don't have that same kind of confidence so i think that's going to be one of those real low old school 13 to 9 deals yeah which will really wake people up there on uh, on new year's day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see where Iowa's punter was first team All American, I think, because he punted so much. <laughs> yes, and the, and the stat on him, the stat on him is his fifth, his first fifty yard punt in Orlando will be the one hundredth fifty yard punt of his career. That's wow. how good he's been. Wow, he's had a lot of practice. Yeah, he is, yeah he you're right. Stud. He is a well. I mean, he's 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 stud. one of their best offensive weapons. There's <laughs> yeah. no question yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> flips the field all the time on teams. Hey, I was going to say, you mentioned Florida State. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? What are we going to find out tomorrow from uh, uh, from, from the meeting of the board? You know, I don't know other than I, I guess they would try to find the, the avenue to try to see what they can do about this situation as far as the, the rights and the 2036 and every and the exit fee and all that stuff. I'm, I'm thinking they're just going to try to look for different ways to try to challenge this. I mean, it's a it's an interesting dynamic. This all kind of bubbled up in October, and then the only thing that's really happened since is uh, they got snubbed by a college football playoff committee that had a chair uh, who had, you know, the, the chairman was ACC. Yeah. Uh, you, you haven't really heard any of the other ACC schools like whine about it. I mean, it's, it's just kind of like everybody's like, hey, let's turn to basketball season. I mean, you haven't really had anybody truly rally in FSU's corner over this other than, you know, the, the political figures of DeSantis and Rick Scott. I mean, you, you really haven't heard the ACC brethren step up here. No, you're you're right. It, it it has been crazy. It'll be a little entertainment tomorrow, and uh, I'm I'm sure we'll discuss that a, a good bit, uh, David. So so uh, 
since we won't be uh, able to, to talk with you next week, how are you feeling right now about the uh, about the semis? You know, I think they should. I'm hoping that they're good matchups, as we've all known in the in the college football playoff era. Most of them have been terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you did have two entertaining semifinals last year. I was at the Georgia Ohio State game, and that game was just fabulous. Um, yeah, you know, here's another. You got Michigan with the notice of allegations. Yes, I mean, it, you know, great that, timing. That's the other thing. I mean, it, it's yeah, great timing on that and. You know, it does take you back to when when Chiswick and Auburn in 2010, you know, they were about two-thirds of the way through the regular season when all the Cam and Cecil Newton stuff happened. And credit to them because they really, you know, uh, you know the bubble that Gene Chiswick had on that practice field and the way he kept them from distractions was a real compliment to him and that staff for keeping everything motivated. So we'll see if, uh, we'll see if Harbaugh can do the same thing. I mean, they – They've beaten a couple of big teams, but I don't know if either one of those teams that they've beaten are as good as Alabama. Uh, you know, we'll just see. I mean, we've talked all season long. This has not felt like the same Alabama, uh, but they're playing their best at the right time. Uh, so, no, it would not shock me if they went out to Pasadena and won that game. But I do think that that should be a one-possession game either way. If it's not, I mean, if Alabama beats them multiple possessions, uh, that would really look bad for Michigan, given how bad Georgia thumped them a couple of years in the Orange Bowl. And, you know, Washington, Texas is a coin flip to me. I, cu- I couldn't offer you much expertise on that one. I'm, I'm just hoping for two really good semis. Yeah, I just I just have a feeling we got a rematch. Uh, of Alabama, Texas, in the uh, title. I mean, if that's the case, I, I mean it's it's weird because I mean, how awkward would you feel if you're if you're Big Twelve brass, knowing that you've got you know you're losing one team walking out the door to join that? But um, I'd be curious to see what the ratings would be on something like that, mm-hmm. given that given that it's about to become a league game. Oh yeah, uh, it's gonna gonna be interesting, David. Really appreciate it. Uh, if if you don't mind. Hopefully we can uh, we can check with you uh, after we come back, uh, you know, after the first as we get ready for the championship game. Will that be all right? That sounds great. That way you can do what you've always wanted to do and preview the Under Armour All American Game and the All American Bowl. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Great stuff. Hey, hey, David. Thanks. We really appreciate you joining us. Uh, thanks and 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 Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year to you and your family. Bill and Don, y'all are both absolutely awesome. Known you for years. Love you guys, and y'all have a great Christmas as well. You right. too. Thank so, you. Take care. That's David Pascal from the Chattanooga Times Free Press and ESPN Chattanooga. Uh, guy, that, I mean, he knows SEC football um, forward, backwards, up and down. Really appreciate him being on. We need to get to our first break here of hour number two. We'll continue. Love for you to join in, 334-321-1390, as we continue here on the Thursday Drive. Big Eating in Auburn and Ohio with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 26 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Thursday evening. Bill and Coach Don Dunn, our thanks to David Pascal. Yeah, always always great to have David on. And then David, of course, um, was in school here. He worked under, under David Housel over in used to be sports information, now media relations. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, 
Uh, he's brought up some things that I'd forgotten about. I mean, Greg Smith, though, <laughs> that he mentioned, he's he's one of those like legendary names. Those names every year in recruiting, somebody will uh, will mention him. God, who's the receiver? Oh, there's. It'll some somebody somebody will either text or call and tell me. Yeah. There's another receiver's name that people would always Garrett Liberty. It just hit yeah. me. I mean, there was a name. I mean, every year somebody goes, "Oh, and Auburn may get may get him," <laughs> uh, because you know th- th- every year there will be there will be somebody that you hear about and then you never hear of them again. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. whatever happened to such and such? Uh, there there are a few players. David mentioned one. There are a few. Um, very highly touted unsigned players. We, of course, have been focusing on Ryan Williams, uh, who everyone knew was planning on waiting until February to sign. The um, the just superstar athlete from Sarah Land, whose whose dad was at Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, he was actually. I mean, he's just in the middle of his junior year in high school, but he's reclassified, going to be able to graduate at the end of the spring, uh, and has been committed to Alabama for quite a while. But Auburn, and I understand Texas too, Texas really trying to get in there. And Ryan will take visits, take his official visits starting in January. And one thing he has said is that Auburn will get the last visit. And and Hugh Freeze has the last in-home. That's always a good good deal. You always want to be the last one in. You don't ever want to be the first one in because uh, you get that last lick and, and, and try to find out what the other schools have told him. You know What's the selling point? What can I do to push him over the top? So it's always good to have him on campus last and for sure to be in the home last. That's interesting because I, I, I know that through the, through the years, I've talked to some folks that felt getting the first on-campus visit sometimes – would sort of set the bar if you if you knew, you know enough about the young man. You'd try to set the bar. Then any place that they went to, it's like, well, I saw that mm-hmm. at at Auburn or wherever the first place right. was. What you hope is you get them on campus before the official visit, right? To be able to show them like our our beautiful new facilities. Mm-hmm. That's going to just wow anybody in the world. But I always felt. Could be wrong, could be right. That that last. I think the last in home for yeah. sure oh, yes. is is you that, really really want you, that. That's one. when you probably want to take your whole staff, mm-hmm. and especially that whatever position he's playing, that side of the ball, the defense or the offense or everybody. All right, so uh, we're we're going to um, get to our bottom of the hour break here momentarily. We'll still have a few minutes when we come back from Tiger Ticks. May even ask now. I know you may hear the promos about Tiger Takes, how hard hitting it is. And look, we like to we like to get the we like to have fun though too. I may ask Dylan about his favorite Christmas movie or song mm-hmm. or or present or something through the years. Uh, that's what we've been having fun with through the show. We'll continue that in a little while. But right now we'll get to our bottom of the hour break and we'll talk some basketball and more with Dylan Cardwell. Tiger Takes coming up on the other side here on the Thursday Drive. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday evening. It's time now for our weekly Tiger Takes segment brought to you by the Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. 
He's got your back. Or find him on the web at alsolaw.com. And we're pleased once again to be joined by Auburn center Dylan Cardwell here on the Thursday Drive. Dylan, it's it's Bill and Coach Don Dunn, our former uh, the Auburn former defensive line coach, as Dan is uh, Dan's off in Tennessee uh, with some uh, basketball play-by-play duties. How you doing, man? Happy holidays. I'm doing good. Just chilling and living life. Hey, the uh, uh, this this is uh, you know a a fun time. Things are going really well. Very impressive performance last time out against uh, USC. Yeah, um, just did all I could, did my job, and really just was glad to puff a win. Um, it was an exciting environment to be a part of, uh, especially with, you know, um, the jungle being there. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was surprising just to see the jungle be there, even though we're not in school right now. It was probably a little older jungle than usual, uh, because oh, yeah. you know they let they let folks uh, be able to come down there. It's great to be able to have that atmosphere, and uh, uh, I thought, um, despite despite the announcers, some folks saying, "Well, people were there uh, to watch Bronny." Um, the numbers that explain it all, as we were talking about the other day with with Andy Burcham, forty uh, third straight sellout. That's that's got to be great, knowing that every time you go out there when you're here at Neville Arena, it's it's going to be a huge advantage for you guys because of the crowd. Yeah, it's, just, it's like having a six-man out there, you know. It gets loud. Um, it, it disrupts your opponent. And I'm just grateful to have a, a great you know environment like that to play in each and every game. It's not something, it's not something I take for granted. Well, one thing that, that has really been – Fun to watch, and I, I'm I'm sure you're enjoying this too. Is um, you the the ability of all of you guys? Uh, if if somebody is either not having a big game or the the opponent is focusing on one or two players, other guys stepping up, and and we've really seen you you step it up a little bit more offensively uh, the last few ball games, especially. You look like you're really having fun out there. Yeah, you know, uh, that's, that's just um, the, the benefit of having our depth. Um, not too many, not too many teams have the depth that we have, and we need to scout for more than one player. And if one player is having an off night, uh, people just step up, and it's just it's a great thing to be a part of. And and you know, it's uh, I'm I'm sure it's a little bit of motivation, and it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. I mean, I see where like Joe Lenardi. Uh, has you guys as as a as a four seed right now? Ken Palm's got you in the top ten, but for some reason you're not showing up in the polls. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the polls um, really mean much. Um, you know, I, I, as long as we're in the tournament by, you know, whenever tournament play comes around, that's all that matters. But as far as right now, we're not really worried about you know our ranking because we haven't had SEC play yet, so. It's a long season, and I don't think that we should make a, a big deal about not being ranked right now. Oh no, you're absolutely right, and 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 you and of course you want to be peaking as you know as as you're coming down the stretch, and you guys are are still uh, as as crazy as it sounds. I mean, you guys are still learning more and more about each other, but it's really fun to watch the unselfishness that the that there is and the. Um, the willingness to go ahead and make those passes. I, I love the assist numbers that we see game in and game out. Yeah, and that's really surprising, you know, um, with with 
the assist numbers. I haven't really been a part of a team that has passed this much. And, you know, when we're out there, it doesn't seem like we're passing like that. And then you get to the end of the game, next thing you know, we have 20 assists. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just it's just surprising um, that we're, you know, top 10 in assists in the country. So uh, it just goes to show how selfish we are as a team. And there's not much, you know, one-on-one my turn ball. It's a lot of team ball. And that's what that's the beauty of basketball. And I feel that's going to be important for a tournament run for us is to make sure that we're sharing the ball. Now, with with the depth that um, that you guys have, uh, there there's a lot of different combinations, but it sort of seems like there is a burst of energy when when the 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 the, the second um, uh, golly, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's almost like here comes the the the, the second push when you get when you guys get in there with you and and uh, Katie and and uh, CBM get in there, it's like the energy level just, just notches up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, if that was BP's plan all along is to have a great second unit, but you know, there's no drop-off um, uh, when he goes to the bench. That's the great thing about it is that, you know, whether it's Trey out there or whether it's Aiden out there or whether it's me or Denai out there, we're going to have a, the best five out there possible. And, um, I guess our goal is to have the best position uh, every game, not, not mm-hmm. just the best player. Oh yeah, I mean you look at the at the combined numbers. There's been a lot of focus on on the on the points with Aiden and Trey, but I look at the combined numbers uh, from the post the other day against USC, and and you you know you're you're twenty plus double figures, and I mean it's it's like that's tremendous to come out of that out of that one spot. So, oh, and I guess a better way of saying it, second unit, let's just call it like the second wave. That's sort of what it's like yeah. when you guys are in there because it does, it seems to just overpower some overpower some of those teams like a like a huge wave coming in. Yeah, it does. And I feel like a lot of guys, a lot of teams can't scout for that, you know. Um, you, uh, as you saw, what, like, what surprised me about the second wave that we'll talk about is that, you know, you never know when you get hot. Like, yeah. Uh, CBM, when we played uh, against U- uh, UNC Asheville up in Huntsville, uh, he he went off for like three straight threes. You know what I'm saying? You really, you really can't scout for that. Um, you know, obviously I had my my past game. You really can't scout for, but you know, every night is going to be a different player each and every night, and it's going to be hard for teams to keep up with that. Oh, you're absolutely right. We're talking with Dylan Cardwell, part of our uh, Tiger Takes each week here on the Drive. Uh, now. Next, let's see. Next Thursday, Dylan, we're not going to be on. We're getting we're getting a little time off for uh, for the Christmas break, and you guys will get some time off after uh, after Saturday. You've got until the thirtieth. Uh, excuse me, after tomorrow. I I don't know why. I just I keep thinking the games are going to be Saturday, but of course it was Sunday, and then tomorrow against Alabama State. So, what are your plans for Christmas? Yeah, I just enjoy time with my family. That's all. <laughs> All right, I, I've got to ask you, and I know I know the promos talks about how hard hitting this interview and everything is, but like we've been having fun here on the air with with some Christmas things since we're coming up on it and talking some some favorite Christmas songs or Christmas movies or Christmas presents. Uh, is, is there any any one of those three that just comes to mind? You go, man, that's that's an all timer. As far as any of those things, a Christmas gift in the past, uh, maybe what what's your favorite Christmas song or your Christmas movie? Yeah, my favorite Christmas song is Last Christmas. Um, Wham! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that song. 
my favorite Christmas present was probably like a, a Beyblade set I got in third grade. <laughs> That's and great. Then, and then my favorite Christmas movie is probably The Grinch Stole Christmas. There we go. Nobody had mentioned The Grinch, but that is a classic. No question yeah. about it. Hey, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Which 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 version? There've been like there've been you know been a few of them. Yeah, the Jim Carrey. I was going to say, yeah, Jim Carrey is the one that that I think of. You know, I remember the the cartoon from when my boys were younger. But then, yeah, the Jim Carrey one's definitely at the top. All right, Alabama State coming in town uh, tomorrow night. Um, again, gonna you know it's going to be a uh, a full house for folks that have been Christmas shopping. Take a break and see if you can get a ticket and get in Neville Arena tomorrow night. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for it tomorrow. Um, you know, Alabama State's a good team, and they have uh, they played ten guys, and a lot of those guys have a green have the green light, and so we should make sure that we're locked in for that game. And we can't it, it, it could potentially be a, a trap game, you know, where we're in between conference play and we just beat a good USC team. Uh, we don't want to make we don't we want to make sure we're not present and not. Um, where our feet are. Yeah, you don't you don't want to go into the Christmas break on a little bit of a uh, we we should have played better or or something yeah. like that. So so yeah, yeah. well well uh, uh, yeah I I expect you guys have enough you have enough experience to know that and it's not like there are a bunch of young guys who haven't been through it before and and you're one of the leaders and and I'm sure that's that's one of the things that that you're going to be you and and uh, and everybody is going to be trying to keep everybody else up on. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to go on Christmas break with a, with a bad taste in your mouth, but I thought we were going to be disciplined enough to show up tomorrow and make sure that we're, we're the most excited team to play. Oh, you're 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 right. And again, got that got that little chip still that you can always like. Okay, you know, going to prove that that you're a little better. I, I'll say this: I was watching a little of the uh, watching the Alabama Arizona last night, and I heard the announcer talking about the SEC, and I thought he may have forgotten somebody. Because he said, "Oh, there's there's Tennessee and Kentucky that are going to be there, and and Alabama's going to be better, and Texas A&M, and look at Ole Miss is ten and zero, and then then he moved on talking about something else, and I went, yeah, okay, um, we'll see about that. We'll we'll find out here shortly uh, if there's somebody else that that should be considered when we're talking about the conference. Yeah, you know we're we're kind of used to that, just not getting the respect that we deserve, but you know the time will tell." <laughs> Oh yeah. Hey, before we go, I mentioned the point guards a little while ago, and and uh, the combination of uh, Aiden and Trey have just been phenomenal thus far. Just talk about that because they're 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 different styles, but boy, they're they're really producing, and the assist to turnover ratio has just been phenomenal. Yeah, they they're both you know great point guards, but they're so different in how they approach the game. You know. Uh, Trey's more of a facilitator, and you have Aiden who's more of a, a, a deep threat from three. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just insane, you know, that we no matter what point guard we have out there, we potentially have the best point guard out there on the court at all times. And um, they're just they're both great weapons to have. Uh, that that's great. Again, uh, Auburn, Alabama State tomorrow night, seven o'clock over at Neville Arena. Looking for a big crowd there. And since we're off next week, we will talk to you again, um, Dylan. You know, in the uh, right there after the Penn game, um, as we get ready for SEC play. Look, really looking forward to that. Yes, sir. I am as well. 
All right, uh, let everybody know as as we head uh, down the stretch here and and uh, head toward Christmas how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, my um, my Instagram is uh, Hardwell and my Twitter is DylanUpNext underscore underscore. All right, Dylan. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate you taking time. Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Tiger takes with Dylan Cardwell, proudly presented by the Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our final break. Hey, we'd love for you to chip in, to chime on in with your favorite. I like that. Dylan uh, had his favorite song, movie, and present. We'd love to hear yours as we wind things down here on the Thursday Drive. Experience. 